The crew and I are on Konosh at the night market, enjoying ourselves. And what is this I see? Is that a ghost? No, it's my estranged father, Bosch, who abandoned my mother and I when I was a young child because my older brother was slain by a younger warrior. This resentment and anger is harbored inside of me for my whole entire life. When I saw him, all I could see is red. But after calming down, I exchanged numbers with him. On the back of his jacket, I recognize a mysterious symbol that's in connection with the Klingon criminal family, Rane. He tells me he's a security guard. I laugh because <laughs> I find it ironic that a father like himself is a security guard when he's caused me nothing but insecurity. And so we notice Omek at the bat left stall in the middle of the night market, and we go over and inspect the wares. Some bat lefts look to be a better quality than usual, and I haggle heartily with a merchant just to secure this curious bat left at a low, low valuable price. Our engineer and science officer discern that the handle is made of a woven marble from Vosef in the Cathar system, the same one newly targeted for colonization by the Klingon Empire. Then we cut back in time and find Edaj at the destined dinner date, years in the making with her old flame, Nidak. Over an awkward meal of gah, but two of them reconnect over time lost and lives lived. Just as they agree to chat further over a glass of blood wine at Nivek's home, Idaj is interrupted by a call from her senior officer, Kotar. Okay, everybody. I know you're used to blood and violence and all of the other great things that happen whenever me, Kotar, ends up in the story. But guess what? Today you get some of that. Not all of it. Because I have to find my mate. I don't have to find her. I have to meet my mate that I'm set up with by my parents for Ponfar. Well, I meet the mate, Vinek, at my at a dinner held by my family. She's a lovely lady. She's very knowledgeable about many things. We go off and we talk about how uh, impressive outer space is. And then after that, I go, you know what's great? Fighting. And she says, I agree. I was like, I found and then I call my commander, Idaj, to see what she's doing. Nothing that important. So she comes over and then as my champion fights my potential mate in a glorious display of combat, they go at each other. Let me tell you what, it was tight. And then after that was done, Vinek and I go off to have the best night of Ponfar that's ever existed! Get some! So after I was interrupted from uh, my very special date with a new shoulder wound, uh, we go back to Nivek's home where he can help patch me up and help me lick my wounds. He helps me with some very special healing uh, that only he knows how to deliver. Reporting in for Dua, who is currently indisposed. This episode, Dua visited their childhood home and their former guardian, Mteth, who abandoned the child down the river of blood. Dua, now an adult, 
challenged the now older Mteth to a ritual combat. Dua won the combat, but still left Mteth with his life to ponder what he has done. Dua then heads down to the river banks of the River of Blood, gets in a small boat, and pushes off to see what they may find. The next morning, we receive a communication. The Boku has been called back to action. Her crew is to return to the ship and head to the Cathar system. Before we go, Oran, the Gintak of House Quebec, calls me aside. He lets me know that he has not found out who has been conspiring against my family, but he promises he will find out. But he also lets me know that there are those with House Duras on the ship, including someone on our senior staff. We both agree to keep an eye out for this traitor. Before we reboard our ship, Omek makes a call to his father, letting him know that we are leaving Kornosh. And with that, we re-enter the Borku, awaiting our next orders. What will Dewa find on their boat ride down the River of Blood? What will the crew of the IKS Borku find out on their new mission to the Cathar system? We'll find out next time, here on Blood of the Void at Q Times. Hello, Bex, and welcome to Blood of the Void, a live play TTRPG playing the Modifius Klingon 2D20 Star Trek Adventures system. My name is Elisa Pearl. I am your game master for this evening. And before we begin tonight's story, uh, just a couple of quick announcements. And also I wanna give the cast the chance to shout out whatever else they are working on these days. So first announcement is to please follow us at Blood Void RPG on Twitter and Instagram. We are a part of a wonderful streaming group called the Stream Punks. And uh, if you didn't know already, we have a Patreon. Uh, one of the things that keeps this game going and our sister show Clear Skies going is the fact that we have patrons like many of you who are watching who support us. If you haven't already, please do jump in the Patreon, sign up for one of our levels. We have some really great stuff that we're going to be actually updating the Patreon with that will especially make it worth your while to join us. So please do check that out. And also heads up, I'm going I'm to just say this on stream. If you want us to play Klingon games more often, help us get more patrons because we want to play this game more often, but we need the support financially. So sign up for Patreon and we will hopefully be playing this game twice a month. That's our goal. Um, okay. So that's it from on my end uh, cast, my lovely crew. Does anyone have any announcements of shows that they're doing or anything you want to share? Uh, I mean, uh, let's get wild Mount starts back up this Saturday. Uh, the, the, the show I do over on Critical Bards channel uh, is starting back up at 1.30 p.m. this upcoming Saturday. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, part three of the um, uh, Colonial Marines uh, game that we did with Alien um, and Free League Press, I think, is this upcoming Saturday. I think that we still have one more uh, episode. Um, and that'll be at... I think 11.30 a.m., if I'm remembering that correctly. But Nice. That'll be here, right? That'll be here on Q Times, yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome. But uh, that'll be the final part. So, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you know, lots of good 
good stuff. Uh, if you want like a more extensive breakdown of my schedule, it's over on my on my Twitch channel. So, which is uh, Shidari Aki, S H I D A R E A K I. Thank you very much. What a flex right there. Yeah. <laughs> now, everyone, please sign your names. Well, let me call my little nephew. Who knows how to do that? I mean, AKI is really easy. So. I used to know how to sign my name, but I need to relearn that. I forgot. Real talk. Uh, anyone else have any other announcements? Uh, if you live in LA, I got an improv show happening on Wednesday. Or you can go watch Girl Daddy on uh, HBO Max and support my girlfriend. So there we go. All right. Bam. Yay. Is she in it or worked on it? It's a, a stand-up special. She's oh. Yeah. Her name is Beth Stelling. So go check it out. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, I, I don't have any work coming up, but I love that I'm still featured in stock photo shoots every so often. So if you ever see any, I love it when people send it to me. So I can see just how much my face is in the universe. So I will always welcome like, hey, I saw you at the Iowa like street fair. That's great to me. I love seeing it. And Did you post uh, so you yeah, you recently someone posted you in was it Jimmy Kimmel or no, John, which John Oliver, late night right? show? Last week tonight. John Oliver. Last week tonight was John Oliver, where they pulled me as like a good teacher. And I'm like, heck yeah, I am. So <laughs> love it. Awesome. Oh goodness. Now I'm gonna keep an eye out for more Jade sightings and stock footage. I love it. Okay, any any other last last call before we start? And so now we will start Blood of the Void. We begin tonight's story in the past. Three weeks ago, the crew of the IKS Borku set off from Konosh on orders from the Klingon High Council. Those orders were to go to the Cathar system and await further orders upon their arrival. But before leaving their home world, one of our crew members had one more thing on their list of to-dos. Dua, in our previous session, you had visited your childhood home. You confronted your former foster parents of sorts. And you had an almost to the death combat with your former foster dad. 
holding him accountable for his wrongs in sending you off to die on the river of blood. Moments after that nearly fatal combat where you spared his life and left him bleeding in the arms of his wife, your former foster mother, you stepped away from the house, walked down towards the riverbank through the trees. You commandeered their small sailboat. You got in and you pushed off onto the river of blood. And so this is where we pick up tonight. Dua, you are in this small boat sailing down this river that you remembered from when you were younger and your memories start to come back to you as you see the shifting landscape. The first thing you remember when you push yourself off from the shore is that last time someone else pushed you off, Makesh, your foster father, supposed foster father, who wordlessly sent you away without telling you what offense you had committed, without telling you what would happen to you, without telling you if he would even see you again, he sends you away. And you reliving that memory as you push yourself off, almost see the ghost of a younger Mukesh standing on the shore. But he flits away, disappears from your mind, and you turn back to the river. You see the trees, logs, the occasional larger rock formations on the riverbanks, the environment changes. It, your last journey down the river took days. And this journey also takes days. Night and day turn over one another. You sleep. You can tell me if you brought any provisions with you, water or food? Um, I think Dewa uh, actually didn't bring any provisions. Um, they're in a way trying to recreate the mm. experience they had as a child. The lack of water and the lack of food after the second day starts to affect your mind. You're a hardy, strong Klingon warrior with redundant organs, so you're fine for two days. But after two days, you get, you start to get these vivid dreams when you do fall asleep and you have trouble staying awake. And some of the visions and dreams you see are people on the shores. You see your crewmates, you see Adaj, Omek, Ra'amyan and Kotar calling you back. Where are you going? Come back calling out to you, and then they flit away from your view. You see Mkesh dying on the rocks. You see his bright magenta pink blood dribbling into the river, but then it's gone from view. You look down into the water sometimes and see fish, but then some of them are gone from view. You're not sure what is real and what is just in your mind. After the third day of this, the water becomes more turbulent and rocky. The splashing waves against your boat start to rock it back and forth. And you start to 
not be sure if you are going to capsize. And I'd like you to make a control and engineering, or actually control and con check to see if you're able to pilot this small boat safely through the rocky shore. Control con. Okay. Uh, that is, let's see. Could I use troubleshooting for this? Sure. Mm -hmm. Cool. Then I have two successes. I sorry. I did. I, I don't know if I asked you what the difficulty of this. Oh was. yeah. Sorry. I also didn't tell you. Um, and ooh, sorry. I should have told you before you told me your successes. The difficulty because this is a, a small boat that is rickety, because you're on um, difficult uh, water, and you're delirious. The difficulty is three. Okay. I only got two successes. Okay. You try your best to navigate the boat around the rocks and the turbulent water. Um, but unfortunately, you, psh, you hit against a rock and the boat doesn't immediately capsize, but you start taking on water. The boat still is thrust forward down the path of the river as it narrows and becomes windy and it starts to go downhill the rushing water now just taking you and your boat with it, the boat leaking water into it as well. Um, after about 150 feet of this windy, turbulent path and the boat just being uh, more and more taken on water, you finally are just thrust by the water into a riverbank and rocks. Uh, I think Dua, like, it is, if there were anybody here with them uh, who wasn't not familiar with them, they would probably be kind of surprised by Dua's reaction to this, because Dua is not frustrated by the fact that the ship has crashed. The The first thing they do is they basically try to get up onto the, the, the bank of the river, um, and they're looking for familiar landmarks. Uh, they're trying to see if they've managed to get close enough um, to what they were looking for. Okay. Go ahead and roll an insight. Let's say insight command. Okay. To see if you recognize this terrain. Uh, what's the difficulty level? The difficulty will be, um, we'll say the difficulty is one. Okay. Inside command? Mm -hmm. Here we go. Hacha. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> I, I got exactly one success. Okay. Um, tell me, what is it that you're, you're looking for exactly? What type of markers you're looking for? Sure. Um, to to the naked eye this looks like just a regular like riverbank you know trees and stuff like that um but there are a, a specific set of markings that uh indicate a trail uh for the for a person who is familiar that would be able to find those markings um they aren't necessarily in a language that per se uh, 
unless you've spent some time in this place, you wouldn't actually understand what the markers markings indicated. Um, and Dewa sees those markings, um, and their hand goes to their their chest, and they kind of clutch uh, their amulet in their hand uh, beneath uh, their armor, and kind of move forward, following those markings okay. into the woods. Yeah. So you continue down this path and the memories it brings back are different now because when you first came to this area, you actually don't, you wouldn't remember the first time you passed this way because someone saved you from, from disaster on the rocks. But you do have memories of hiking over here, of exploring this part of the woods retracing your steps, um, playing with friends in these same woods. And so the memories are becoming more fond and warm as you continue down the path. Um, Dua, like every now and again, will kind of reach out and like touch a tree or a rock, uh, something that kind of holds a specific memory for them. Um, but mm -hmm. they are looking for the little hidden community uh, a little bit further back from the shoreline. Um, and uh, perhaps there's some sort of signal, like a whistle or some kind of sound like that, that they, that they make as they approach, um, mm. just to let the, let, let the, the people ahead know that the person approaching is friendly and familiar. Okay, so you make that that whistle sound. Mm -hmm. You yeah. Okay, that signal. Great. And do you continue forward? Yes. Okay. I keep going until I get to where I'm going. Yeah. And go ahead and describe what it looks like when you first see this community again. So it's a little bit like a much more rustic, it's, it's somewhere in between what you'd find on, a, on the moon of Endor and like the, the, the like Lothlorien, it's somewhere in the middle of that. It is a tree, uh, it is like kind of a like tree loft sort of community. Like there's stuff on the ground as well, like probably a lot of like their, their essentials are, are ground based, but like living quarters are kind of all up in the trees. Um, you know, it's it's um, it's sturdy while still being kind of um, kind of yeah, rustic. It's a, uh, it's a little outside of what you would expect to find in on a Klingon planet, um, but that is that is kind of the uh, kind of the point. Uh, this is the afterlife after all, and so it isn't going to look the same as what mm -hmm. you're necessarily used to, and it's it's not developed. Uh, in the same way. Um, it's definitely um, a community that's kind of based itself on on creating within its means. Um, but this, uh, this is Grethor. And as you enter Grethor, your signal has alerted people that someone was on their way, someone they weren't expecting, someone who knows the signal to have returned. And you see the people of this community start to gather and poke their heads out from their tree lofts, 
Um, some people are maybe on the ground tending to bales of hay and other supplies. They look up from behind them and all of them are surprised to see you. Every single face, surprised, and yet also many of them are delighted. Some of them are younger and didn't exist when you were last here. And you see them peer at you surprised because in their young lives, they never saw someone just walk in unassisted from the river. Hail, fellow dead. They come uh, seeking our mother. A young woman who is who's the one attending to the bales of hay, um, she puts down, puts down her uh, her uh, farming tool and comes over to you, walks slowly at first, but then kind of runs up to you and hugs you. Hi. Hi. Looks like everything is um, more or less as I left it. <laughs> yeah, nothing changes here. Well, some things change. You've changed. Yeah, you've changed too. What's all this? She smacks your armor. Uh, I am an engineer now on a, on a starship. Wow. <laughs> that is amazing. And an older, uh, an older couple comes around the corner, having heard the signal, having heard the hubbub of people. The, the people have been now spreading the word to the rest of the community about the visitor. The older couple rounds the corner and you recognize them as well. And the same, they walk up to you, timid at first, the man holds back, but the woman at first hangs back for a second. The woman comes to you and holds your hands, looks up to, into your face. It is good to see you. It is good to see you too, young one. Mm. Uh, not so young anymore. Not, mm. not, not so young. Well, who are you telling? You look great. <laughs> I... um. I need to speak with, with her. I'll take you right to her. Thank you. The you three. Can tell me. You can tell me what's been going on since I left. Oh yes, uh, they turn and lead you further into the community. Well, uh, there's not much going on. We've rebuilt some of the lofts, and you can see they're looking nice and new and shiny. Um, Grona here has been uh, the lead farmer and she's been doing a wonderful job, right, Grona? Grona? And Grona says, I'm just doing what you taught me. And that, um, if you're learning a trade, that means uh, your time is coming soon, isn't it? And Grona suddenly looks not as thrilled <laughs> at that thought. Yeah, I guess. A little bit of a... Uh... A little bit of encouragement for you. It's um, it's not as bad as you think it might be. It's actually pretty incredible. Look at me. 
I'm traveling with stars. Never imagined I'd be doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as always, there's never any hurry. You go and you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I'll go when I'm ready. Uh, and you know that the, this, these are a family, these three. Um, Grono was just a little, she was young enough from you that she's still in the community, but not so young that she doesn't remember you. And you were kind of like an older sibling to them. And this older couple, Rosh and Kevna, Kevna is the woman and Rosh is the man. They were like aunt, your aunt and uncle. So they lead you further into this community and you can see mats that people have woven out for display. There's no money change that changes hands in this community. People just barter people. It's and be, even barter is kind of too much of a description of what they do. They take care of each other. They just provide what other people need and they get things from other people as needed. This is 100% a co-op community. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is like the hippie commune of Konosh. <laughs> Um, they lead you down through the neighborhood and some people, again, are waving to you, sticking their heads out, curious. Some little tiny Klingon kids are like, they point at you with their eyes wide and look up to their parents and ask who that is. And the community just seems really delighted to see you back here. I think that there's a certain level of nervousness, I think, mm. that that, uh, that Dawa feels from from the kind of the recognition. Um, they, they feel at home here, but at the same time, it's like, you're not really supposed to come back after you leave. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. But they're happy that people are happy to see them. That makes them feel a little less nervous. Raj, uh, who has kind of been like, holding back a little bit from you, just kind of nervous around you as well, now notices your ner your slight nervousness and um, puts his hand on your shoulder and says, there's nothing to worry about. It's nice to have you back. It's good that you're in one piece and you've made a life for yourself outside of here. No one resents that of you. Thank you, Rosh. I can only hope that she feels the same way. I have a feeling she might be a little bit annoyed to see me. <laughs> uh, they all chuckle at that. Well, you know how our Leth is. <laughs> I do. But in a way, she saved all of our lives. So I think she has the right to be annoyed with us. Mm. That's for certain, Kevna says. And at that, you stand in front of one of the tree lofts. This one has two levels. 
one that's just maybe four feet high off of the ground, a platform built around the trunk of the tree. And then there's a second level higher up at the branches. And so Kevna steps forward and knocks on a door on that lower level. And you hear a familiar older woman's voice, come in. And shoulders back and enters. Okay. So you step up the few steps to this first level, swing open the door. And you see in her cozy unit apartment, <laughs> which didn't exist, by the way, when you were here, uh, you see rugs all over the floor, baskets, gifts from the community members. You see flowers hanging. Some are dried, some are fresh curtains. It's a very cozy, filled, small space. Um, you see a kettle that has some water boiling and a fresh cup of tea in front of this lively older Klingon woman. Her dress is made of rags of different fabrics stitched together in a very particular way, not by mistake. The way she always used to dress. She used to say the different patterns and fabrics represented the way this community came to be. She always dresses this way. The dress has changed, but the style has not. And she sits there looking quite a bit older than you remember her, peering over some stitch work, puts down her cup of tea and looks and freezes at the sight of you. And she puts down the stitch work and the tea. Arleth. Dua? Yes. Is something wrong? I am not sure, which is why I am here. I um, recently was initiated into a new house, mm -hmm. which of course I am honored to have been allowed to do but I have been having the visions again. It was not my intention to return to this place, but I needed to see you. She pushes back from her small table and stands up. She walks over to you and she looks up at you. You're at least a foot taller than her. She looks deeply into your eyes and she says, your soul is troubled. You need cleansing. That's why you've come here. Yes. I traveled the river. I saw many things, but none of those things were the answer I have been looking for. The river will tell what the river tells. 
So we must go to the river and ask it what you seek. Will you go with me? Of course. You came all this way. It is really good to see you. It's good to see you too. Surprising, but it's good. You look weighed down in all this. What are you wearing? What is this? <laughs> well, um, this is a standard issue uniform for a lieutenant on a starship. A starship? Yes, I uh, serve on the IKS Warku. A lieutenant on a starship? Well, and you see her just swell with pride as she takes in that information. Well, we need to get you back to your starship with some answers. So let's get to it. And she looks past you out the front door and calls to the three out there. We're going to the river. You all should come. We'll need some assistance. Bring some supplies. And they, say, they all say, yes, ma'am, yes. And they rush off to go in their different directions. She starts to gather some blankets, some herbs and some pots and baskets and things like that. And she starts stuffing stuff into your arms. Here, hold this, take this. Um, she straps a bundle of branches to her back. She brings like bundles of what looks like would be sage on earth. We would call it sage, but the Klingon version. Um, she puts on a sun hat and wraps, there's like a, a ribbon that comes down from it, wraps it under her chin. She says, okay, oh, shoes, I need shoes. She goes over, puts on some sandals. Okay, do you wanna leave that stuff here or bring it with you? Um, I think uh, the me I am now needs as many answers as the me I was. Mm. All right then. It will get wet in the river though, just so you know. No, it'll add character. Okay, all right. And she bustles herself and you out the front door. And we will cut down now to the river side. The banks of the river of blood on the, just outside of the, this small hidden community called Greythor. She has gathered some of your closest friends from your time here, some other community elders, some other wise community members to assist in this spiritual question that you have. Um, she has now, <laughs> this is basically like straight out of a movie, any cliche you want to assign to this, you can. Um, but you are standing waist deep in the river with her next to you and she has crossed your arms in front of you. <laughs> we all know we all know how to assume this position. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and she has reached up and uh, has her head on your shaven, uh, your, her hand on your shaven head. And, and um, her hand is covering your where your wrists cross. And she says, while you're submerged, let the river take you. Give it your questions, your fears, your anxiety and it will answer you back. 
and she gently pushes you down under the water and holds you there gently. Now, let's let's talk. What okay. are the questions you have? <laughs> what sure. does Dua want to know? So Dua has been having some trouble since they began as the chief engineer of figuring out who they can trust. Mm -hmm. uh, they've held back a lot of who they are from their fellow crewmates in order to protect themselves. But they know that that isn't going to last much longer. And I think that the questions are ultimately, can I trust them? Who can I trust? Um, how should I tell them? Okay. Um, like, what are my what are my steps forward from here? Um, sort of those kinds of questions of self doubt. Um, mm -hmm. I think that they their thoughts linger a lot on Omek and all of the questions he's asked them, mm -hmm. um, and the way they've kind of sidestepped him, despite the fact that he's been like so open with them. So, okay. The first thing you see once you're submerged, this image floods your mind of, again, the sight of the crew on the riverbanks and those angry, frustrated, disappointed looks on their faces as they call to you, come back, where are you going? How could you leave us? But those images, quickly after they enter your mind, almost as if like a shimmering mirage erases the anger and disappointment and fear from their faces and voices. Like a veil is dropped and you actually see what's beneath them. And that is a love for you, a genuine concern, a deep, almost fearful respect. And it's something you hadn't seen before because you we're seeing outer things either that you were placing on them or that maybe it was just small behaviors that you saw and were compounded by your own fears and the river is now revealing to you what's beneath all of that um the river also is bringing their images closer to you so that now it feels as if they're they're looking at you standing right next to you holding you holding you in strength and comfort as fellow warriors, ready to die with you, ready to live with you and fight and bleed with you. Another voice as your crewmates uh, start to dissipate, the view of them dissipates, Ra'amians stays. And you hear a voice that sounds like Leth, but is disembodied. And that voice says, you must persist. As you look into Ra'amian's eyes, do not turn away. Do not turn away from this one. You must persist. And Ra'amian's image starts to fade away. And another image starts to flood your consciousness under the river. And it is the time that you were in the house of Quebec and you looked in the window and saw the reflection of the house of Duras forehead on your face. 
that forehead that you had surgically removed a long time ago looked plain as day back on your forehead. And you see yourself in that reflection again, but the forehead now dissipates like a mirage, that veil being lowered. And underneath it is your own current forehead, your ridges. This is all you are and yet so much more, the voice says. As that image then dissipates. Did you have any other questions that you wanted answers to? Uh, Does my presence put my crew in danger? Hmm. You put that question into your consciousness and your image is taken to the Borku. And it is riding along among other warbirds and enemy ships ahead. You are actually standing on top of the Borku, sitting and almost observing in this ghost-like state. And you see the Borku just diving in and out between enemy fire, succeeding in killing the enemy, coming back around to kill another enemy, saving another warbird from being teamed up against by two other enemies. And you look down through the ship and your consciousness takes you down, sinks down into the inside of the ship in the engineering room. And you are there hand in hand, step by step, blood and blood with your fellow warriors, making the ship go, making the ship have the power and firepower it needs. And there is this energy flowing among you all. And you notice the the river points to you that there's no broken energy. The energy is strong. And there's nothing wrong with this picture. It's a beautiful picture. And it's a harmonic picture. I think uh, I think Dua lets their their mind go still uh, as they release those questions and accept the answers. Uh, and uh, I think they just sort of gently tap the hand on their chest mm-hmm. uh, to let Leth know they're done. And you are brought up through the surface of the water. And now you stand dripping wet. I think I have what I need. Let let smiles at you. Good. Well then, before you leave, it's time for a feast, of course. (laughs) Everyone, time to feast. And everyone on the shore 
they've been holding like candles and uh, different bushes and branches and flowers and baskets of things. Uh, they've also been humming this entire time. You didn't, you were so wrapped up in what was going on. You didn't notice until you start to walk to shore with Lith that they were humming under their breasts, this like very low um, melodic tone. And they break off that melodic tone and they all kind of um, cheer and, and um, look at you triumphantly and then head back to the village. Cool. I uh, eat, drink, be merry. And then I think instead of traveling the long way back, they probably just get in contact with the Borku and have the Borku beam them up or something like that. Great. So, Great. Yeah. Uh, would you like to do that outside, like the elsewhere? Oh, yeah, yeah. Further? I'm going to, okay. like, kind of make my way out and then, because I don't want to reveal the location. I'll probably, like, get, a, probably give myself at least a day's distance between. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll probably travel for, like, a day and then be like, okay, done with doing this the long way. And, yeah. Great. Um, and when you beam back up, you're beamed back on, up onto the ship a couple of days later. And... You're back in your quarters on the Borku. You are unpacking your bags and your um, your belongings and you find in your pocket a bit of stitch work. And you recognize it as the stitch work that Leith was working on. And it is the picture of the riverbank and the trees with their symbols on them. What challenges me strengthens me. They kind of tuck the the piece of stitch work like into like a cabinet or something like that. Obviously not under their mattress because they don't have one. This is a clean one after all. They sleep on a hard slab of stone. Yep. <laughs> uh, so Jalal's back on the ship, right? Yes. And actually... Uh, I should uh, know this, right? Oh, yeah. You will have picked them up from where they were. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, I'm gonna send a message to Dewan be like, hey, we're playing phaser tag where we're just stunning each other, whoever gets found. Do you want to come play with us? Sounds good, Captain. I'll be right there. All right. I already hit Omek a couple times, but he hasn't gone down. So you can join his team. He needs a help. Sounds good. And I said Captain, but I meant Commander. But you know. Um, and we're going to actually cut forward to three weeks later. And if you'd like to, you're still playing a different game of phaser tag, because I kind of want to see, games. I want to see this phaser tag game. <laughs> but this is now the future. Um, three weeks later, uh, you all have been on your way to the Cathar system. You are still several weeks away, um, but you are back on the ship. You spent some time, you spent a good couple of months uh, planet side visiting family, visiting friends, visiting former lovers, spending time with former and new lovers. And so you find yourself back on the ship and let's pick up with a game of phaser tag in the cargo bay. Is everyone playing? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm for everyone's playing, right? Okay. <laughs> There's a, an opportunity to prove one's prowess. Mm-hmm, bet. <laughs> mm -hmm. On this crew, it's necessary to prove one's prowess. Yeah, I, I, I would. I think we're on. Uh, we're on two teams here. We're on team Team Orange and team uh, Team Kale. 
Team Orange and Team Kale. <laughs> I chose the teams. Deal with it. So Kale is a warrior's brassica. <laughs> a warrior keeps her system clean. That's Kale I is Kale. a hearty. Kale is a hearty green vegetable. Uh, only the strongest of digestive systems can handle it. <laughs> That's right, Dewa. So let me know who's on Team Kale and who's on Team Orange. It's a very uh, difficult choice. I like. If you need a, uh, if you need a sixth player, um, Aku, your ship's cook, is also present, and that also might be why the the teams are named Orange and Kale. <laughs> Maybe it's an inspiration. Have a digestive system. Yes, Team Kale. I am also on Team Kale. And uh, uh, I can be on Team Kale too. A cool says. You know what? Right, I guess that means the rest of us are Team Orange. Orange. The winning team. <laughs> um, Ghost. Of course, Kolta, if you had it your way, we would be playing Disruptor Tag. None of this stun business. Yeah. You know, when you are right, you are right. <laughs> Coward's stun! No cheap shots, Kotar. What I mean the- by that is no physical combat. That I is- mean it this time. You disrespect my acumen, okay? You got mad because you got stunned and tried to swing on me. It's not my fault that the inevitable outcome came from that action. No yes, need that- to go into the details. No need to go into the details, like I said. Yes, no that is why shot. the commander has decided there is no physical contact. This is purely a shooting game to see who can tag the other team with these phasers that we have confiscated. So, a clean game a phaser tag uh ghost the ship's barber who uh if you if you all don't remember he has long locks and he's kind of a teenager he's maybe like 18 years old and he just like he's like yeah cool 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 uh he steps forward and he's like okay so i'm gonna be the referee and um yes he's a klingon who talks like a new yorican he, he's a new yorican klingon what can i say all right i have this many voices oh. and this is one of them okay this is house oh, right it's, <laughs> it's, it's the referee miles morales it's what's his face but with dreadlocks <laughs> so gold steps forward and he says okay so we're gonna do a clean game <laughs> I hope my family's watching. Oh man, that's so good. We're gonna do a clean game. Um, so uh, best uh, first team to uh, what do we want to play till five or seven? Five. Seven. Five. I see a. Five. Seven. I heard two fives. I heard. Okay, let's do five. I heard more fives. Team does not speak. We only speak with our phasers. Oh, okay, we're gonna play till five. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, start on either side of the cargo bay, and then when I shoot my disruptor in the air, uh, game on. And by the way, uh, you all have set up some like box, some like cargo containers as obstacles, so that it's kind of like a paintball arena where there's like walls and columns and things to hide behind. 
Okay, so you all set your places, uh, set yourselves in your places on either side of the room, mm -hmm. and Goth pulls out his disruptor and shoots it. Cool. Uh, okay. So, I mean, I guess we can like roll initiative for this. <laughs> Good shot, Goth. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, How okay. does one roll initiative again? I mean, right? I don't even remember for this system. Uh, we, we don't just, even do it. I, I mean, we, we have is, it. Yeah. I don't think there is. We have it. Everyone roll a d20, and we're just gonna we're just gonna roll initiative like the way you do. I don't know. Unless Kotar, you want to use that, that initiative thing you do. Yeah. yeah, you do have quick to action. Um, but go ahead, everyone roll a d20. Yeah, I legit do not remember how you do initiative. Well, this game. Zero, right? We're just gonna make it up. Do What's we want that? lower or higher? Zero. Sorry, when uh, what? Zero, right? Difficulty zero. Oh yes, this is yeah. We're just do just roll a d twenty. No difficulty here. And what was that, Jade? Do we want lower or higher? Well, uh, we're gonna do lowest to highest. Yeah, we'll okay. do whoever has a lower will go earlier. Okay, I got 15, so... Uh, okay. uh, I, I also rolled you. a 15. I got 20. <laughs> I feel as... Okie dokie, you and I both got 15s, Jade. All right, what's your... Well, we'll go by security then. Um, so let's start from... Let's start from the lowest. Who rolled I, below I a five? 10. Okay, is that the lowest? Maybe. Four. Of course, of course, Kotar got four. <laughs> Kotar, four. And then uh, Ra'amyan is a 10. Yeah, is that next? 10. And then who's uh, 10 to 15, or yeah. who's below 15, I should say, before, because I know we have two 15s. Philip, oh yeah, that's it. Okay, so two 15s. just you. It's just yeah. a pool. I, I think uh, Jade okay. probably has the higher security than I do, though, so. Yeah, so what are your security? Yeah, my security is one, uh, Adaj is three. Um, oh, I remember when Goth shot the shot, he did hit somebody. Now, as far as who he hit, I don't know. I'm not the game master. You know what I'm saying? I can't. Whoa. You know, the person who was sitting on the side trying to place a bet. That ain't got nothing to do with the price of tea in China, sir. We is not dealing with this. Okay? Stop. Stop. I mean, if Ghost hit anybody, I would imagine it was the person who rolled the natural 20. Oh. So. <laughs> so, yeah, actually, no. Oh. oh. What a point. What a point was just made. I'm on your team, Dewan. I'm on your team. Actually, <laughs> you're, you're, you're on not. The other team. I'm on the other team. I'm on team We're team Carol. You did get shot. <laughs> we'll leave that to Elisa to decide. <laughs> um, who, uh, it's a good uh, thing you didn't roll a D20. You told the teacher you had homework. That's your fault, bro. <laughs> Dua and uh, and Edaj, what are your security ratings? Three. Mine is, oh, yeah. Edaj is three. three. I'm one. I'm one. My okay, security then, rating okay. is one. So Edaj will be sooner, Edaj. And Dua. Okay. So, and then Kotar is team orange. Ra'amyan seems orange. Dua is team orange. All right. right. Uh, what did a cool roll? A cool also rolled a twenty. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh boy. 
Team uh, Kale having a rough start here. Not boding well. This is how Kale starts. Right. Okay, it's rough. It's yes. rough. The <laughs> pool will go last because I'm pretty sure the ship, the chef, has a lower security rating than even the science officer. Um. Okay. I know, so keeping that food safe. I mean, a, security. Yeah, that's a different kind of security. True. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then I heard talk of people who rolled 20s getting hit by the disruptor. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we were obviously joking. You get hit by a disruptor in this game, and it's not great. No, no I would. You don't have a stun setting. So Yeah, exactly. I would say, <laughs> well, he was pointing up, and so maybe a piece of the, the roof of the cargo bay falls on, on a cool and... Uh, with no no damage or anything, it's just a pride thing. Uh, um, okay, so first up is Kotar. What what a lovely nice GM we have here. Because <laughs> I would have made you lose some points. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I go flank around them and get position? Uh, sure or can. actually. Um, I want to use some tactics and explain a little game plan. Um, okay. And I want to send Dua around left to flank, and then I want to take Ramyan and hit them from the other way going right. What does that require? Wait, say, sorry, can you say that again? Try to flank them on both sides. Dua's on the left, Ramyan and I are going to the right. Oh, okay. Um, well, this is, you can communicate that to them. Okay. And so in your round, in each person's turn, you can like communicate something short, quietly to your uh, teammates. You can move somewhere and then you can also shoot or have an action of some kind. Okay. Attack or whatever it is. So you can, so you want to communicate that to your teammates? Yes, I just communicated that to them. All right. And would you like to move to the flanking position of your yeah. own flanking? Okay. Are you going right or left? I'm going right. All right. And then would you like to do anything else? You have, you could do an action. You could shoot if you like, or you I want to shoot Omek. Okay. You want to shoot <laughs> All right. So we'll, we will do this as contested roles. Uh, control. Security. You'll love to see it. Is there going to be a difficulty to our contested roles? Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about that. Um, let's just do difficulty one. And then, ooh, ooh. To make this spicier, your teams now split your momentum pools. So you don't have a full crew momentum pool. You each have a team momentum pool. All right. So you got three successes, Phil? Omek? Oh, no, no. I was talking about momentum. We have three each that are like Did three. Did you have three each or six total? Well, now we have none each, right? Because we're starting. Yeah, you. Yeah, no one has yeah, any momentum yet. We don't have yet. any oh. momentum yet. I, oh. I unfortunately did not generate any momentum with the roles that I did during the right. scene. So. But at full week, do we get three or do we get six? Uh, no, six and six. Okay. Yeah, six max for each each team. Just for this scene, just for this this special scene. Um, 
And okay, I just what did you roll? Right, I just rolled right now. I got a thirteen and a twelve, and so my my control in uh, my security is thirteen, and so I got two successes. Okay. So just want I just want Kotar to know that that's why I went through the whole process. <laughs> okay. Well, I have I'm a not a cheater. Thirty, and I got a five and a twelve. Uh, that's fifteen. So uh, ah, damn. It sounds like. I got three successes. <laughs> I'm aiming for your dead center chest. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so um, go ahead, uh, roll damage, uh, Chris, and then team. Make sure to keep track of your respective momentums. So I think our uh, Team Orange has two momentum now, correct? Because we rolled two successes over the one? Yes. Uh, no, uh, or is it just me? Excuse me. Omeg had two successes, I believe. So that means we only have one momentum because we only got one over. I don't really know how that works. Wait, aren't you? No, Dewa, you're on Kotar's team, right? Yes, I am. So but we're the one that got the successes. Right. So you, your team has two successes, okay. to, two momentum to bank. Okay. And Team Kill gets one success, one momentum to bank. All right. I got it. I understand what's going on. Uh, Damage our D6s. The practice of this is it, what's the number? Like, is it not? It's your security plus. Plus your. It depends on what is a hand phaser. The die. All oh, right. The number of die, yeah. I think it's like so, three. All right. Three great. for security. Yeah. So I think it's eight. eight it's eight for, for phaser? Oh, oh, eight no, total. No, no, yeah. eight total. So three, three let's do, yeah, three, three phaser. Let's just call it that. Um, whether or not it is that in the book, we're doing it for this three phaser, three for phaser, and then your security. Okay. Three, five, six. It's probably better that we're going to five because this will take a long time. <laughs> yeah. These banks <laughs> Like, do you want me to roll up? <laughs> no, yeah, go ahead. Wait, what? Three, five, six. Uh, eight, 13, um, 17, 18, and 21. Oh, you just rolled um, 21 damage? No, I wrote, yeah, I rolled eight, eight die, right? Yeah, yeah no, eight, you don't add them. Eight, eight don't add D6, them. right? Ones and twos are ones and twos. Ones and twos. Sorry. Three twos don't count, right? Sorry. Jesus, I was like, I'm gonna reroll that. Oh, that did! You <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It all started with a friendly game of <laughs> and then Omeg died. <laughs> yeah, and then fives and sixes are effects, I believe. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, since this is, you all are not, you're just hitting to stun. You're not trying to do damage. So I, sorry, Chris, that's, I'm actually going to, in the moment, yeah. Different. We're going to step back from, we're going to rewind for a second, step back from that damage roll. And let's say just roll one d6. Okay. And yeah, actually, wait, no, sorry, never mind. We don't need to roll damage because we're going to five. So you won that point. So you, it's now one to zero. That's the score. That's it. We don't need to do damage rolls. All right. All right. There we go. <laughs> we figured it out. Yes. We're, we're we're developing the game of phaser tag right here, right now. <laughs> we're doing is, it live, everybody. Exactly. Phaser tag in the making. So Team Orange. Honorable game of Calvin Ball. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
Okay, so that is Kotar's turn. Next is Ra'amyan, also Team Orange. Uh, I will uh, indulge our tactical officer's strategy, and and th there's no reason to break from this plan yet. Uh, he already got a shot off, so we're good. So I will follow him to the right, um, and also get a shot off myself. All right, who um, are you shooting at? Uh, when you come for the captain, you better not miss, so... <laughs> Mm hmm. Are you coming for me? Huh? Is that what's happening? Yes. It it, it would be a dishonorable move to shoot for the cook. Come on. We need the cook to feed us. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Oh, you better not miss Ramyan. Uh, contested control securities, right? Yes. Still difficulty yeah. one? Difficulty one for all. Uh, do I get to use my medicine in lieu of security? Uh, with a phaser? Does, is that, because uh, I thought that was when you use your blades. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Do you have like, is your talent, uh, what's the talent that has to do with being able to swap out your medicine? Yeah, it's it's mostly up close and with blades. Like okay, so yep. <laughs> you know what? Sticking to what I I didn't roll yet, but sticking to what I said, I'd like to use one of our momentum points from our team, so I can get a third roll in. Go ahead. Do the thing. Uh, I also want to say I I messed up earlier when I said I had a three security rating. I don't. I only have a two. Uh, that was my higher. It's still higher. Still higher. I was looking at the ship and I just realized I was like, <laughs> I don't have that kind of security. <laughs> to totally up front. I only have a two. Uh, okay. Ooh, All right. That's still not good. You said control you said and security, right? Control and security. And Ramyan did buy an extra die, just FYI. So if you want to also do that, you do have one momentum in your team's bank. Oh, I have. Go for it. I already got shot. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke uh, him yeah. while you got him. Uh, okay, I will. I'll take that extra momentum. Uh, so I will put that back in the pool. Um, okay, so I get three d twenty. Oh, hmm. Who goes? Who goes first in saying what we got? Whoever's ready. Did you already roll? Yeah, I did. Okay, I got a one, two, and a fifteen. Fifteen is just outside my range. Uh, but uh, a one is a crit, so that's two, and the two is another one. I'm not using a focus. I don't have ranged attack focus, so that's a total of three. Okay. <laughs> two more momentum. Game. So I got a one, which is great. I got an 11, which is, I have 11 total, so that's three successes, but I also got an 18. Is that a, is that a problem? You're fine. Nope. 19 oh. Okay, 18 is it's cool. Just, yeah. Okay, I was it's very just, scared that I was gonna like stab myself or something. Uh, okay. You got a one and 11 and 18, yeah? Yeah, and the okay. 11 is just exactly what I needed. I have- That's I fine, yeah. Yeah. It's, you can meet it to beat it in this. Yeah, okay, so I got three. So you tied, okay. What happens now in a phaser tag? Hmm. You tell us. <laughs> a phaser roll. Okay. Let me think. Um, 
I think it's a draw, so you no, no one gets the point. Yeah, I feel like you just don't get hit. Yeah. So what, what did Ramyan try to do? That's what I want to know. So, um, all right, let's, may I then yep, describe some, some intent? Um, if, uh, so I'm following Kotar's lead, our tactical officer, and uh, he got an easy shot off of the science officer. Um, you know, swarming up. He just, <laughs> and um, I figure like, okay, let's force the um, captain out of her like safety position, right? So at the so I'm aiming. I figure she's like behind cover, and I just shoot straight at the cover. Um, if I hit, I hit, and if not, I want to at least like dislodge the cover situation. Hmm. And so, so forcing her to take a move. Okay. That's the intention. Okay. Do you shoot at uh, one of the like cargo containers or just near oh, I, where? I was shooting at the captain i feel like if we oh, okay. are a commander if i hit i hit and if not i want to just at least flush her out of the position got it okay so let's say that um hmm. let's say that you do hit but she's able to hold her position that's the draw okay if i do hit does that count as a point then no no because yeah, we're going by the the die roll really with the points. Flash are still gotta hit something. Okay, so uh, Ramian, so you made your move and you did your shot. So that's your that's your turn, unless you want to communicate something to anyone else or say anything. <laughs> I'm just following you know. our tactical officer's lead for now. Okay, you don't want to shit talk your opponents or anything. <laughs> Why well, give away what your <laughs> what your strengths are and let true, them true. know? Mm -hmm. True, true. All right. So, Edash, you're up next. Yes. All right. I have a question. Yes. Is what is the source of light in this place? It's lit. It's pretty well lit. I mean, yeah. It's going to be. There's like light panels at the top. Some piping lighting uh, along the sides of the cargo bay. There's not gonna be like full shadows to hide in if that's what you're thinking, but there's these stacks of cargo containers that are creating columns. Okay. Uh, darn, if I had momentum, never mind. If I had momentum, it'd be a different story. I so, have yeah, momentum. You change that. Yeah, you could totally like pay to change the, to pay two momentum to change the lighting or something like that for sure. Commander Adaj, if yeah. I may. Uh, sure. I, I say we create some sort of distraction simply by sacrificing hey, the cook. You out? You uh, got shot. Why, why are you, how are you giving advice? You were shot. Go I'm chilling with the referee on the side right there. I'm yelling it. I'm telling I'm her. No I one can't talk anymore. I got the cons <laughs> right here, bro. I got the cons. It's not out of the game. It's up to five. I'm just saying, you should create a distraction, then use your abilities, your strengths, which is like being sneaky, to your advantage. Just saying that. I mean, I wanted to shoot a light out, but if it's well lit with multiple light sources, there's no benefit in shooting out just one of them. But you can cause a distraction by like shooting a couple of those trash bins there and making them fall. Hey, just guys. saying. 
Hey guys, I just want you to know that we can hear you. I just don't think that you're there, but we, we, we can hear everything you're saying. Because again, I say, he's out. I shot him. So he's yelling this over to you. But please continue. Go ahead. Do wait, wait. He's not out, though. I'm on channel two, bruh. I'm on channel two. Okay. Oh, yeah. Are we hearing your message about flank them, bro? Yeah. Oh, my God. This is okay, all part on. of phaser tech. This is all part of phaser tech. Too. This is why this is not talking. There's a yeah. crucial question here. Is it mm -hmm. dodgeball rules where you get tagged and you're out for this section? Or is it like water balloon rules where you splash and you hit, but you're still playing? Yeah, I think you're still playing. Okay. Because, uh, yeah. I think because we're playing to the best of five. Adage, yeah, Adash got hit, but it's still in because of the, the die roll. It's a race um, to five. And it's to, the, to five, really, yeah. Uh -huh. The points. We're going by points. This is all yeah. face tag. We're figuring Cold it out as we go. Car. That's yeah. right. <laughs> all right. Um, should I say what I'm going to do first or roll, or roll to see if I'm successful? Yeah, tell me what you would like to do. What, what I want to do is jump over my like smoking box, whatever, and like crouch behind I got shot at and mm -hmm. kind of dive at the other team like a flying squirrel uh with like my coat outstretched so it's kind of hard to see which part of me is me and which part is coat and try and shoot at dewa and roll behind them okay so you're gonna need to do for the move you're gonna have to roll for that uh to see if you can successfully get yourself over there mm -hmm. and then you're gonna have to roll for the shoot okay so is that two separate rolls yes ma'am Okay. So I, I would say roll. for the that the flying squirrel move, I would say daring mm, daring security. Daring security. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Oh wait, how before I answer all, how many do I need? Yeah, it's all for this for phaser tag, let's say all just difficulty one for everything. So that you okay. can generate momentum. <laughs> okay, I got I got two successes for each of my mm -hmm. rolls. Okay, bank that momentum for your team. So is that that's one momentum, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you are able to do this flying leap, your cloak outstretched to hide your different like extremities, mm -hmm. so that if anyone tries to shoot, they don't know where they're shooting. And then you tumble and you land uh, among the other team, which is very bold of you. Uh, so now let's have you shoot. See how you do. All right, cool. I'm I'm shooting at Dewa. We okay. Still, we still have one momentum, right, Team Orange? Yes. We have three right. because I generated a bunch. Oh great! Ah. Well, I'm gonna take one of those momentum to get a third die. Wait, you generated a bunch from mm -hmm. from my shot. But yeah. also generated two too, right? Yeah. Well, we already had. Yeah, they had they had more from the first shot, but then you both generated two momentum from okay. uh, the Amyan Edaj shot. All right. We have two total momentum. No, right? we have three total in Kale. Ah, oh, see, I didn't know that. Right. Oh, uh, gonna... We should ask. Uh, we should ask Modifius if they'll publish our phaser tag rules. <laughs> uh, I'm right. gonna take an extra die then, since we have three. So I'm gonna take one dot, a uh, one momentum away. And roll three die. Right, same here. And it's control security. Here we go. Hacha. 
Okay. Uh, I got two successes. Okay. One. One. Okay. So, Edaj, where, uh, where and how do you shoot Dewawa? Uh, it's as I'm diving through the air. Uh, I'm like a spinning flying squirrel thing. And I'm trying to shoot Dewa. I'm not aiming for like the head or anything, just like a leg or arm, something where it's not too painful. And as I land, I want to try and find some cover. So I'm shooting while I'm leaping through the air. Okay, so that's one point for Team Kale. Cool, 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 cool. Bank your momentum, Team Kale. Oh, uh, that's that's two more minutes. So we have four. You got how many successes? You got two successes, right? Or three, uh, yeah. yeah, I got two successes. So, okay. so one I got momentum. one. Okay, so we have three momentum now, Team Kale. The first roll, I think you already banked that momentum, right? Yeah, she banked already it and then she it, yeah. used it right away. Okay. I didn't use it, yeah. So now Great. we have to go. Okay. And next up, there seems to be a trend here. The next person who gets shot is, it's now their turn. So, Dewey, it's your turn. Team Orange. Uh, yeah, I think that having been shot by Commander Adaj, they will respond by shooting back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Seems only correct for them to shoot back. And uh, I, if it's all right with the two, with the rest of Team Orange, I will, I will once again try and grab a third guy. Um, hopefully, this time I will not waste it. <laughs> if you give us some momentum back, we can maybe yeah. create some advantages later. Just food yes. for thought. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. All right, so I'm gonna take a die for a third, third die. Uh, me too. I'm also taking a third, uh, another die. I'm rolling three die. I feel like this this crew is at its best when they're like competing with like friendly competition. With each other. Yeah, it's just really delightful because it's so much love. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm curious. I would love to know how Dewa is trying to do this because it might change things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as they get hit by the phaser, they kind of, I guess if they get hit in the leg, they're like knee buckles from under them. And as they like kind of collapse to one knee, they sort of like twist around as Ad like Adage is finishing her flying leap through the air and like doing a tumble or whatever on the ground and like attempting to basically get them, get her on the landing, um, kind of try and, and disrupt the landing a little bit so that she kind of splays out instead of graceful superhero pose or landing. So uh, uh, that being said, I, I only got two successes, so. Okay, so let me know if this qualifies. One of my focuses is gymnastic agility. And I got a one and a two. So if that qualifies, I think that's three. That's four successes. Or four. It's a four, oh, four. Yeah, four. If gymnastic agility qualifies in this situation. I would say so. You you said you're tumbling. Yeah. I got Yeah, I so only you, got two successes. So, so bank your respective momentums for your two roles. More. We got um, one momentum for mine, but. Three or two. Four total. Four total. So Kale is four and we're Orange two. is two. Uh, but okay. I also did not successfully hit a dodge back. Dewa, as quick as you are with your phaser, your commander is very quick on her feet and she just tumbles right out of the way of your phaser shot. 
uh, in a very uh, athletic, agile move. Just a Dua, growl would you like of, to? Oh yeah, good. Just a growl of disappointment, uh, and then I'm going to try and get in uh, get into cover. All right, great. Okay, uh, Dua, you are team orange. Okay. My and... dice have been rolling incredibly mediocre today. They are like, wait, what What game are we playing again? What's going on? What's this? I, I feel that struggle for sure. Um, so the, the we are tied at Team Orange 1 and Kale 1. We have two more <laughs> contenders in this round before we, we restart the round. Next up is Omic. Yes. So I'm perched or crouched behind a metal canister that's filled with all kinds of pieces of wood and things that are flammable. So there's flames coming out of this metal canister, you know, and I'm behind it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm behind it, hiding behind it. There's a sunshot in your chest. What? <laughs> it's where I found refuge after I was shot in the chest well, by you, my teammate. Yeah. Did you light it on fire? How did it get on fire? Yeah. It's a part of the game, man. Come okay, on. We're clean on. To, hold on. You you can huh? have that, but you have to spend two momentum for that to be the case. Okay, you... okay. Never mind the fire effect. <laughs> Jeez. No, do it. Just spend momentum. Gosh, guys. You have four momentum. You can you... create an advantage or okay. some kind of condition. Yes, I'm going to go. Of those momentum. I'm going to go with it. There's fire there, you know? Yeah. And, and there's... You know, it's flame. It's hot. It's big. You know what I mean? It's okay. it's huge. Okay. And Omek, did you put it on fire? Did you set it on fire? The referee did. The referee. The referee? It's part okay. of the game. It makes it more exciting for him to watch. Okay, makes it more exciting. And so anyway, this thing is on fire, and um, what I do is I actually throw it up in the air, like super high. Like imagine just a fireball up in the sky coming down at you because of gravity, right? And that's where Kotar and Ramyan are because I threw it up in the air pretty precise. Yeah, it was right there, right where they were hiding behind those little boxes of nothing. And I threw it and by me throwing it like it's coming down of them, it causes them to both split up. When the two of them split up, trying to avoid the fireball coming from up above, I take my shot. That's gotta be another two moments. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is a lot. This is a lot. You told a whole, whole ass story. Just... Is this guy for real? <laughs> Y'all are playing phaser tag. Omek is playing like some other game. <laughs> you said just, no physical contact and you threw a bomb at us, bro. I just hey, I want you to know that I have a focus in survival and hunting. Okay. So I don't know if that may count. You know okay, what I mean? Okay. So here's what I'll say. Instead of getting a move and an action, you can use your move to do this bomb throwing thing. But you're gonna have to roll for it. So, I I have a question. If Omek is successful at 
using his move to do this insane firebomb from the sky maneuver. Do we get an advantage next round? Wait a minute. I'm athletic and I'm going to want to challenge this move. You can- well, yeah, you're going to, it's contested for both of you. So Kotar and Ra'amyam will both roll to, I guess, dodge this or however you want to deal with it. Um, Is this like a, stun, use an, a enough- stun grenade, basically? Yeah, it's like that and a distraction. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like, you want to get hit by my phaser or you want to be on fire? It's Which not a one? bad tactic if you can pull it off. You know what I'm saying? It's just right. it's very funny hearing you describe this though. Yeah, um, but do any points for him hitting them with fire? Well, if he's, I mean, uh, let's just play it out. Let's just play it out. Okay. okay. All right. So, Omek, go ahead. We'll, we'll, this is still like a ranged attack, basically. So I think still control security. And um, can I also use another momentum, Commander, for another die? Uh, yeah, go for it. Okay, so control and what would you say, uh, GM? Secu- security. Okay. All right. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So we only have one momentum now. Okay, so I got a 14, a 14, and a 17, and my range is 13. So there's no successes, unfortunately. <laughs> After all of that, you, you try to lift this flaming cargo box, and first of all, you're like, ah, 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 ooh, ah, ah, and it just kind of stumbles into the middle of the room. It's amazing. Luckily, it's still our turn, isn't it? Oh, cool. Um, well, no, he's, uh, Omek, you still can try to take a shot. I mean, if that was your move. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Never mind. You failed that. You can now move into a different position. Let's say that was your, your action. That was a lot and you failed it. Sorry. <laughs> I bring so much dishonor to Team Gale. <laughs> uh, would you like to move anywhere? Uh, yeah, I want to just like avoid getting hit by fire and the phasers. So, so you hide, be- you oh, hide behind uh, some cargo containers. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Okay, and now it is a cool. And um, where are my stats at? Where are my stats? There, there they are. Okay, so a cool is now going to who hasn't been shot at? Ramian, have you been shot at? You've been thrown a thing at, but you, you haven't been shot at. That MacGyver-esque bomb was just trying to be thrown at me. Actually, Kosar, you haven't been shot at either, huh? No, because he wasted his shot attempt (laughs) throwing a bomb. Stop, Um, it's embarrassing. We know. We know. It happened. Um. I how many how many uh momentum does Team Kale have? You gotta have. Two. Well, we you used one. three, right? Yeah. So you have you one three. left. So I'm you not gonna. Okay, Akul's not gonna use that. Akul is just gonna take a shot at uh, Raamya, and that is one. Oh, just one success. Uh, it's contested, right? Yes, contested. Uh, I'm gonna use up one of our momentums, momenti. All right. So we're down to one, but I'm hoping to get it back. Uh, 
Seven, eight, eight. Uh, that's three successes. All right. So you skirt out of the way of Akul's phaser shot. And you get two back. Um, Akul will then just like hide behind the same containers as Omek and says, this is good practice, but I am not great at this. Okay, uh, we're back at the top of the round. I believe we're still tied, Orange and Kale, at one point. So, how, how is this room made up? Now I'm lost. Okay, yeah, I have it in my brain. So I'll describe to you what I see in my brain. Um, it, think of it as a pretty square room. Um, on your side of things, so let's say there's. I've kind of just been placing wherever you want to hide, there's like a column there for that first round. So I'm imagining there's like three columns of the cargo bay containers. One of them is missing the topmost container and that container is in flames in the middle of the room. Um, and so continuing to describe that side of the room, uh, Omek and Akul are hiding behind the centermost, the, the middle column on that side of the room. Does that make sense? So, so if it's like one, two, three, if it's like one, two, three on that side of the room columns, the one on the right from your view, Kotar, is the one that has is missing the flaming okay. box. The one in the middle is where the two of them are standing and the okay. one on the left is empty. Okay. Where and are then on your, on your side of the room, yeah. So flipping your view, imagine you're now on the other side of the room we have on the right side behind that column are Kotar and Ra'amyan. And then in the center is uh, Edaj. Edaj, you didn't say you wanted to move for cover, so you're kind of out in the open, just FYI. It was part of my role, wasn't it? To you like tumbled, did you cover. tumble behind somewhere? Okay, make sure you declare it next time, just FYI. Oh, sorry, okay. okay so it's all good. Um, so let's say Edaj is hiding on the other side of that middle column. And then Dua is by that third column. Okay, got it. All right, cool. And so, Kotar, it's your it's your go. Uh, Amyan is after me, correct? Yes. Okay, I want to um, grab Ramyan and say, uh, "Shoot!" And then I want to throw him. Towards that pillar where where um, Omek and Akul are, so he can like get behind them and shoot them both. And then I want to turn and shoot at Adash. Do you agree to this, Omek? Are we fastball specialing this? Is that what's happening? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> I feel like. Uh, even if I, in the moment, would be like, well, let us examine our option. <laughs> Is this two moves or one? Is what I want to know. The throwing, the throwing of Ra'amyan, I think, is one move. And then if you're successful, let's do it like with, with Omek. If you're successful at that, then you can also take a shot off. Okay. Is that two Am moves? Am I assisting because yeah. I'm the one being thrown? Sure, sure. Yeah. We can have you there's a set. Well, they're I using people. You haven't used anyone in your in your uh, things. Wait, what I want to know is how how are you gonna assist, Ron? I mean, are you gonna stand straight like a spear? You're gonna curl up into a ball? What you gonna come on, man? Yeah, is he is, is Ramyan flexible? Is he good at being thrown? My doubts here. There <laughs> is such a thing. 
the earth sport of cheerleading. Ah, ah. <laughs> Explains that there is a difference between a stiff body designed to be thrown and one that is limp and uh-huh. falls to the prey of its enemies. No, tell, <laughs> tell me, Ramyan, do you know how to cheerlead? Do you know how to cheerlead? Is this in your past? Is this a focus of yours? It is not. I just want to roll to see if I even do it. <laughs> Guess what? I also uh, hold on. The difficulty. Uh, I am going to make this, rolling, this a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's figure this out. Because this is not your standard like phaser shot, obviously. Um, so the difficulty is going to be two. And I think fitness. Hmm. Hmm. If you uh, have suggestions, what would you suggest for a discipline? Let me ask, how tall is Ramyan? Like 5'10"? Commander security, I guess? I feel like it's different if you were talking to who is 5'3 versus someone who's 5'10". Well, it does. The dice will decide. Seven feet tall. Yeah. (laughs) The dice, and the dice will decide. Anyway, so I, I feel like fitness makes sense. In the past, like, accuracy and physical stuff seems to be security. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fitness security. I want Fitness to security. focus of athletics. And, okay. Um, can we spend a momentum to get another dog? What style is that? You should do that. No, that's what I'm going to do. But I'm saying, what if, if we have three right now, is that two or one? If you're getting one die, then it's just one momentum. Perfect. All right. Yep. I want to do one momentum. I want to use my focus and uh, security and fitness, right? Okay. Difficulty two. And then I'm assisting after this. If he gets any successes. If he gets any successes. That's <laughs> <laughs> a five and a ten. Five and a ten. <laughs> okay. That's, well, three successes, right? Because the five. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Quincy, go ahead and roll. Fitness security also? Mm-hmm. One die. <laughs> I'm just Seven. imagining this cheerleading move. Like, the prepping for this throw is actually, like, Ramyan, like, okay. in a pyramid motion. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And then, whoop. Uh, yeah, so bank your momentum. Uh, you hoist Ramyan onto your shoulders in that cheerleading move. And then just, like throw him over to the other side of the room towards that uh stiff leg tuck the neck stiff leg tuck the neck stiff leg great neck. job great job Ramyan. uh so we I may need we... like a cheerleading team on this on the borku oh my god klingon cheerleaders <laughs> well, that's that's fan art i need yeah in that's my life i need yeah it was an elective at the academy okay <laughs> i went to school they they had general education and I took it as an elective, as physical education. The truth comes out <laughs> about Ramyan's cheerleading test. It's having unforeseen Ramyan has not been the most coordinate, coordinated person physically on the ship. I, I, uh, I'm like, trained in several forms of ritual combat for for the purposes <laughs> of clarity. I, look, I'm just gonna say, as ca- as commander, I'm like. Where is this coming from? Where is this coming from? Where is this when we're in battle? We're doing laser tag and they are cheerleading, tossing each other. I, yeah, no, I'm gonna, in fact, I will even take a little bit lost where I will peek my head and be like, what? What is happening? 
which is beneficial. So when you do that is when I shoot you. Because how are you surprised <laughs> that we pulled off this miraculous move when I'm a freak? <laughs> but yeah, that is the next, the next time that we're in combat, we just have to say, ready, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fastball special. It's the same as when Beast throws Wolverine. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> Okay, so uh take your shot. So another security control. Yeah, uh yeah, control security for both of you, difficulty one. Um I think phaser tag needs some ironing out of the rules, but I believe in this. I believe in phaser tag. I think this works. I do too. <laughs> Are you trying to shoot at me? Am I rolling d20s yes. too? Yes. I think, yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm taking our one left momentum and taking another die with it because come on, man, come on. I'm rolling three d20. What was that? We have five. We have five. What? We have okay. zero. He's <laughs> wondering that I already use it with the throw because this is a different thing. Wait, right? What was the difficulty on that last one? It was two. two, two, and we got, we got, we got yeah, we have four, four momentum right now because we got, yeah. Well, this is a separate thing, so take a momentum, get three die. Love to hear it. <laughs> like smoke them while you got them, because they'll just disappear once we go to the next scene. Am I still control security for receiving this shot? It depends on how you'd like to deal with it. Are you dodging it? Are you, what are you doing? Well, before we look at the rolls, I want to know what uh, uh, Kotar is going to try and do. Shoot you in your face because you popped out to say, what? Excuse me, rude. How dare you. Is that what you want to go for? Is that how you want to shoot me, Kotar? That's exactly what I'm going to do, because winning becomes before all else. Uh, how did you roll? Very well. <laughs> I got three successes. I okay. Got a <laughs> so I also got three successes. I got a one, which is a crit. And, and like a nine. So I'm, I mean, I can't use my focus because I, I got the one. So I'm, I don't know how this is gonna play out exactly. So it's a draw. So no point, no point. Yeah. This is also tennis rules, by the way. So you can only score a point if it's your turn. Okay. <laughs> Quincy, <laughs> I know. I mean, we're, we're just making this up as we go along. So then I shot at you. Oh shit! And got down. <laughs> All right. Okay, so no point there, um, but a successful cheerleading move by Team Orange. Okay. Kill me with rage if that helps. I'm very upset about this. I feel like I feel like this point we should be like whoever gets the next point wins. I mean, we might want to because also we should we we'll go ahead and take our break now. But yeah, we're still tied one to one, and it's been a long time. The break is happening while Rahman is midair. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's where they cut the um, commercial if this were the full show. <laughs> a fun game of phaser tag as a cut through. <laughs> I did not know it's gonna become a. Fun game. <laughs> 
I mean, sometimes you just got to go with the fun. Just go yeah, with the fun. Where the game takes you. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay, so let's take our break here. We will be back in 10 minutes. And don't go away. We'll see you soon for more Phaser Tag. Welcome back to Blood of the Void, our Klingon adventure here on Q Times. We are in the middle of a Phaser Tag game. Uh, we have created our own little weird bubble of uh, modified rules so that we can have our players play a game, a friendly game with no damage taken. Um, they are going to play till three instead of five because we realize <laughs> we realize how long this takes. Um, but when we left left off before the break, I believe Ra'amyan was midair in this cheerleader move uh, that he and Kotar were performing and successfully lands. Uh, where where were you aiming for, Ra'amyan? Um, well, uh, I got. Uh, I believe the term is yeeted behind um, the other two around the same post, right? Around um, our cook and Omek. Okay, so you'll be in the middle post? Yeah, behind. I guess I was thrown behind them. Um, On the other I side of the post or like towards the yeah, wall? The other side. Like, like, so that so that I have an open shot at them. Okay, so behind by the wall behind them. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. And you um, are also up next. Perfect, because... Uh, one, I would like to check, um, does the phaser have a wide setting? And if not, I would like it to have a wide setting. Um, it's a standard, we talked on the break that it's a standard Starfleet, uh, phaser. So yes, it would have a wide setting. Great. I set it to wide and I get at both of them. Okay. All right. So wait, well, hold up. This is some type of like setting on your hose, like that you can just go ahead and put, like, you can do it to spray if you want. What's going on? What's going on? Standard issued, standard issue Federation phasers have a white setting. Aki, talk that talk. Talk that talk. And now that you know that, you can do it too, Omic. <laughs> There's some team orange BS. I'm prepared. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so, uh, is, so, does that affect the roll in any way? You're going to roll as normal. They're both going to defend. Okay, great. I would like to also use three of our momentum, of our five momentum, to add two d20s to our roll. All right. And yes, this roll. is. Oops, sorry. This is um, control security, and um, though defender. So sorry. Who are you? You're trying to get a cool and Omek. A cool and Omek. Okay. You added three momentum to get two additional die. Correct. Yes. And let me ask: Does any spatter of phaser count as a hit? It really. We're going by the die roll. Okay. All right. I'm just curious. I made you all full screen. And I don't know how to get out of full screen. <laughs> That'll just uh, be sorry. a setting that you put to your phaser, Dodge. Is splatter setting. Okay. I'm splattering in everyone's face. Okay. That's, I know this. Okay, now. Round. <laughs> what? Captain's prerogative, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say it, so I'm good. <laughs> okay, right. so. Akul and Omek make our rolls. 
Oof, no success from Akul. Could this be the match point set? I feel like this is why I'm on the team with these two. <laughs> like, is that how we decided these teams were made? Oh, come on. Oh, oh, Meg, help me out a little bit. What'd you roll? You're muted. What'd you roll? Wait, I'm not rolling. Uh, Ro you are. Wait, Rob. Wait, you I'm rolling? Roll against. Oh, yes. shit. That's right. That's right. Uh, it just and, won. Right? Uh, it just won. No, no, no. You're going to roll two. The oh. difficulty is one. And depending on how you'd like to, you can do control security uh, or if you have some other creative way to dodge out of this way. I just did control security from okay. what I was been using and I have two successes, a three and a five. Booyah kasha. Uh, did you, do you have any focuses that apply here? Any focuses? I have sensors focus, so I know where these guys are, you know? That only uh, works if you're using the ship's computer. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I got hunting, I got hunting, I got survival. Survival! Spatial phenomena, weird things in space. <laughs> no. Technically, you're in a space, no, you're weird, no. bro. I'm Honey, you. no. Okay. <laughs> Okay, let me start. Uh, but hunting and survival, I feel like you can, you can, uh, you can uh, make a case for those. One of those. Which one would you like to use? And what's your case for it? Make it good. <laughs> you you muted bro, again, bro. Oh my. I'm God. sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad, bro. It's been a, it's been two months, bro. <laughs> uh, I would like to make the case that. I'm a survivalist, so I could survive this. And I listen a lot to Destiny's Child. Oh my God. I'm, a survivor. I'm just gonna no, give it to you. You didn't even do all that. Like, okay. Uh, survivalist is fine. Um, <laughs> so you rolled. Uh, oh, but your security rating is what is your security rating? <laughs> You're muted again. Yes, my security rating is four. And oh, you rolled a five, huh? A three and a five, a so three, that makes a it three, oh, a three and a five. Okay, so, so let's all right, successes. three successes. And uh, Ramiam, what was your roll? Uh, I rolled four die. I got an 11, a 12, a 1, and an 18 for oh, a total of four successes. Yeah. Uh, no focuses, but I had a 1 anyway, so. Yeah, all right. So it sounds like you got your two hits here. Uh, and uh, I believe three momentum back for the team. Love that. But we also win because we now have three hits. We did say we were going to three, and you got three hits. I'm blaming this on Beyonce. <laughs> you leave her alone. People try to blame her for stuff she ain't even doing. You leave Queen B alone. You are a drone. Oh, <laughs> don't, don't bring her into this. Sorry, guys. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was totally kidding. <laughs> Tricorder in your bag swag over here. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. And with that, um, the phaser tag referee, Goth, steps forward and says, That's it. Three points for Team Orange. They are the winners and fires his disruptor pistol in the air again.
Lots of grunting and chest bumping, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take this chance to launch out from behind the other team where I've been skulking around waiting. And I'm just going to throw myself at both Omek and Akul. Uh, just, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to like uh, fastball special myself and be like, you guys, and just throw myself at them lengthwise like a bar. <laughs> As like a team, like a team cheer, but also like, come on. Yep, that's what I'm doing. Okay. I try to to catch her, but I didn't have that as an elective. I didn't have cheerleading as an elective and I fail miserably and we fall to the floor again. Okay. I don't have to roll for that, do I? No. No, no. Um. Thanks, Omeg. Thank honorably, you. it was honorably won. Well done, Lieutenant Ramyun. I have you not have done that since my academy years. I, but perhaps, I, Gotara, we should have that in our arsenal for future battles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> step on top of the flaming thing and just laugh in Ramyun's face. <laughs> I'd be like, next time the fastball special will be our opening move. <laughs> All right. Well, I as a as a sigh as a gesture of goodwill, I'm gonna go over and uh, uh, bang my head against the other team to be like, "Good job, you did well," and just like headbutt each of them in turn, uh, and just bang them hard. Uh, and I will give them the agreed upon reward which is a bottle of uh, Terran Earth brandy from New Zealand. (laughs) A drink that is made of weak fire. I like it. (laughs) It is is spelled brindy. (laughs) That's right. I heard that New Zealand brandy is, or whiskey, I don't know what I said, is the fanciest of all. We shall uh, drink to your good health. And with that, uh, it's back to business as usual. You had your fun, and now it's back to maintaining your journey towards the Cathar system. Uh, You all head off in your respective directions. Uh, Oh, Philip, are you trying to tell us something? Okay, I saw your lips moving. No. Oh, sorry. Okay. It's just a bad habit. I'm just no. Copying. It's okay. I'm copying you. Sorry. Oh, that's weird. Okay. <laughs> do you always do that? <laughs> he he likes to say his uh, coworkers' lines or his other <laughs> lines while he's performing as well. Oh my god! All right, season one, Fresh Prince. <laughs> Is this our silliest game session we've had? Listen, it's we haven't had bar. the chance to play together in two months. I'm yeah. sure our viewers understand that we're just feeling ourselves right now. I hope y'all know we're it. just extra loopy today. <laughs> okay. <What? Yeah. laughs> um, okay, so uh, heading back to your respective places. Edaj, um, where are you headed? Uh, right, right after phaser tag, yeah, or later that day. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to uh, shower and wash this shame and sweat 
off of me. Um, and then I'm going to go for a swim with my battle shrimp because uh, we haven't been spending enough time together. So I'm going to shower and then dive right into the tank where I keep my very large battle shrimp. Oh, how um, large is this tank? Uh, the tank, it probably, for like standard issue quarters, it probably takes up at least like half the length or the half the area of a room. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where I keep my battle shrimp. Because if you know shrimp well, you have to give them space enough to grow. Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise they are, you know, um, sized by the volume of the container that they're in. So it's also um, salt water. So I like to kind of just float in it with my shrimp. And we will sometimes hold hand and claw and just kind of like float in circles together. So that's how we bond. I like to I, do it to roll. You what? I like to do it to relax is like mm. floating in salt water tank with my shrimp. So yeah, that's what that's what you do after laser, uh, phaser tag. Uh, yeah. Spending this quiet time in your room with your battle shrimp. What's your battle shrimp's name? Does uh, it have a name yet? Yeah, Pamir's. Pamir's? Pamir's, yeah. And uh, I like to, I, I keep a bottle, uh, oh, sorry, not a bottle, a bowl of gach on the side. And I'll just throw in like a handful to my shrimp and like a handful to myself. And it's just like relaxing bath time uh, with Pamir's and me. Yeah. yeah. Um, great. Uh, after this relaxing bath time with Pamir's, um, you get out of your tank and you see that you have a message. You had put your messages on silent for this silent time. So you just see a blinking light on the mm -hmm. wall, wall panel. Uh, I'm a little bit wary, but I go over and see what the message is. I'm also wearing a bathrobe now because I don't want to put on my battle armor so immediately. Mm -hmm. uh, you open up this message and it is a video message. So it displays on the wall panel and it is Nivek. And he says, my love was just thinking about you writing a new story and um, I can't help but put you in every story. I just wanted to see how you're feeling. I know it's been a while since I've seen you, but sometimes I wish I could be on that ship with you. Take care. And he signs off. <laughs> I'm feeling myself, you know, I'm feeling myself. Uh, I just had this crazy physical game of phaser tag where I was really amped. I came back to shower and relax. Got some like wet tub time going on. I'm still in my bathrobe. I'm just, you know, I'm going to um, put do not disturb on my uh, ship's my, on my like quarters and just um i'm gonna take some time to send a message back to <laughs> uh and just be like don't disturb the captain you know captain's busy right now so y'all take care of yourselves captain's busy got it so, yeah Coffee. and I, especially kotar do not bother me in this time <laughs> the proverbial sock on the door yeah that and 
and I, I'm, I'm gonna be out of commission for a while. Okay. Shifting over to Omek, where, where do you go after phaser tag or what do you do later in this day? Uh, I definitely want time to myself, uh, but not that kind of time. I think I'm just gonna um, go ahead and meditate. You know, that's something that I uh, learned uh, and I'm trying to understand it. And it, it, it kind of makes me feel good but I don't know yet. So I'm still doing research on it. Still, the verdict is still out, like whether or not it, I, I enjoy it or not. So I'm, I'm going to try to do it again. You know, this time I'm going to try to sustain my uh, concentration for at least a good 20 minutes and try to just, you know, let time go or just try to be in the moment, you know? So I think that's, that's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, back in your quarters, you um, go to your regular meditation spot in your quarters and just like with anyone who has gone through the ups and downs of meditating, you're, yeah, it's very hard to not just follow every thought thread that comes through your mind. And you think about the phaser tag uh, match that you just lost. <laughs> you think about um, a cool and what he might be cooking for dinner. You think about your mom. And then of course you think about Bosch, your dad and you start to follow against your uh, fighting to like not follow those threads. You can't help but think about Bosch and follow that thread a little bit. Wondering what it would have been like if you hadn't run into him again, if you had never known he was even still alive. And then you catch yourself and say, wait, no, nope. I'm meditating now, not thinking about Bosch, just thinking about what's here in the room, present. And then your 20 minutes of meditation ends. Do you do anything else in your personal time? I think I really struggle with that. Just the thought of Bosch entering my mind, it just, it just uh, created a lot of angry thoughts for me and it, made it more of a challenge to to meditate and to be present to be right here. So that's I think what made me that's what makes me more fascinated, I guess, with meditation is that the ability to truly try to let go, but also be present at the same time. Um, I think I wash my hands, you know, that was another thing I do. Uh, I take a shower, you know, wash this body, this temple, see? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. Sorry, I just really did that just because I wanted a reaction out of my castmates. That's that's the re real reason why I said that. <laughs> it's a good reason to do things in a TTRPG, so. <laughs> okay. So we shift over to Kotar. Where do we find you post phaser tag? Um, God damn, you already finished your meditation or I would have came into the rest of the Well, it could be on the heels of the meditation. Okay, and at the heels of the... Or so, after, I mean after. While, yeah. while Olmec is washing his temple, I'll <laughs> come into the room and be like, hey, what's up? 
not winner. Come drink with me. Be a part of the team. It's okay. I respect and love you, even with your faults. Oh, Mackinac, I mean, uh, Ramyan, Dwa, and I, the winners, are drinking in the cafeteria. You should come with us. I would like to drink with you, but I'd like to do it fully clothed, if that's okay. Would you mind stepping out of my quarters so that I can change before we can drink? Logic persists that we are all born naked, so we should not feel uncomfortable around an inevitable part of existence. Forget that I am also half Vulcan, dude. Bye. Come to the cafeteria. You're letting your true Vulcan show. <laughs> and then I go to the cafeteria. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you head down to the cafeteria. And uh, before you head down to the cafeteria, though, is there any uh, personal time that you want to take? Anything you want to do? Um, I'm going to go to the room, my room, to grab uh, more wine because the, the, the brandy didn't really hit a phase. But also, while I do that, I want to shoot off a quick message to my mom and but I want to keep it low. I don't want anybody to know about that. So <laughs> shoot that off real quick and then uh, go to the cafeteria. Okay. Great. Uh, and who are you meeting in the cafeteria? Dua and Ramya. Dua and Ramya. Okay. What about me, bro? Damn, let me change first. No. You don't have clothes on. That's a you thing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and um, speaking of Dua, Dua, where do you, we find you before the cafeteria and after phaser tag? Um, I think they take some time to check in on their engineering crew, make sure that everything is running the way it should be. Uh, probably checking in on a few tune-ups, making sure that uh, the assignments that have been given out are uh, moving apace. Um, I think that, uh, knowing that, um, uh, Kotar wants them to meet in the, the eatery, uh, for celebratory drinks, uh, I think they're going to attempt to, um, intercept Ra'amyan before, beforehand. Okay. Ra'amyan, where do we find you with, when, um, Doa reaches out to you? Uh, I have gone back to my quarters immediately. Um, and after just like chilling out, uh, do not, I don't set it to do not disturb, but I do make sure my door and stuff is locked. Uh, and I do a quick, I like to do a quick research of the senior staff now that I've, uh, learned or at least met or at least witnessed um, a lot of their either parentage or like mm -hmm. old lovers, new lovers, like stuff like that. Now that I have a little bit more information about some of these people, I want to research that to see if any of them have like suspicious house affiliations. Um, you know, uh, Omek didn't, Omek seemed to have thing with his dad. Does his dad have like suspicious house affiliations, et cetera, et cetera. Like, even even if no one here has a, if everyone here has an alibi, as it were, maybe their family and friends don't, and okay. maybe that will. Reveal. 
something. So do research them basically. Gotcha. Are you researching the family members or the like suspicious family members or the staff members themselves and then from there? Kind of the staff member the senior staff, but using their family members as like now I can reference off of something. Like did this person actually was this actually the the child of blah blah blah? Was that mm-hmm. was there like you know, if we have Kotars, like okay, I saw Kotars, you know, uh Klingon Bridgerton love thing. I was like, do do those parents match what we know about Kotar? Does, right. does the parents match what we know about Omec, etc. etc. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead and let's do a roll on this. Do we keep any momentum from earlier? Uh, uh well, home? well, let's actually start with hmm. Cause that was like two teams of momentum. What did you all end with, by the way? Zero. Zero. Zero and five. Well, if I mean we could just say yes. Let's say four, because mine is the new scene. And then now we're back to the regular shared momentum pool. Yeah. Okay. So yes, you have four momentum. Um you're going to do a database search. And I'm thinking I'll let you choose either command or security for your discipline. And then and then insight. Okay. I'll do command. Okay. Insight command. It is the difficulty. Um, uh the difficulty will be two. Okay. I have focuses in both Klingon politics and threat assessment. Oh yeah, threat assessment for sure. Um, difficulty two, I will use one momentum. All right. Ooh, that was close. Um, I, I rolled a 19. The, the threat range was normal, right? Yes, yes. Okay, great. Perfect. Um, I also rolled a two and a seven, so that's a total of three. Okay. Uh, so bank that momentum. You're back up to four. And so, yes, you do this uh, database search on your senior staff members. You see, you do the search on Edaj. You see that her parents, with a little digging, you do see that there is a very a public record of who her parents are, even though she doesn't really share who they are publicly. Uh, But you're good at this, this type of security searching. So you're able to see, yes, they're who they say they are. There's um, a record of their house and their associations. There's no holes there. Um, Same thing with Kotar. Kotar's parents, one is Vulcan, one is Klingon. Um, his father is from kind of a lower house, but there's no holes there. It seems like the associations all stack up very neatly and uh, the Vulcan side of things. You're not able to search as deeply into that, but you also don't have very clear reason to suspect that Vulcans would be in line with Duras's. Um, so that seems to kind of shape up well to you. With Omeg, you do see a big hole, which is his father. Um, with a little bit of digging beyond what is on the page in the Klingon database records, you see that his father kind of disappeared from his life at a young age. And 
um, it is unclear whether his father passed away or not. There's a statement from his mother that says that she has disassociated herself with his father's house, but that's it. That's all she says about him. She doesn't say if he's dead or alive or abandoned or something. And then when you get to Dua, there's also a hole there. Um, but it is cleverly covered up. With your successes, you just notice that it feels like something is uh, pieced together here. And actually, Dua, can you let us know what uh, Ra'amyam would see on your Klingon database record? Um, I think that essentially uh, the story that they tell that the previous chief of engineering was like an adoptive mother to them is sort of what's on record is that um, they, I don't think it blatantly says that they're orphaned or anything like that, just that they were raised by uh, the previous engineer uh, and trained by her. Um, but it doesn't go much deeper than that. Um, I think that there's probably some uh, like subtle inference that like uh, that Dewa is not this woman's child, like biologically. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's a uh, it's not like it's not like um, There isn't anything necessarily being hidden, but there is a lot of things that are not being said. Um, so. mm -hmm. And specifically what the hole is that pops up for you, Ra'amyan, is that when you cross-reference Rex record in the Klingon database, you don't see any mention of Dewa as, as a child or as their uh, offspring or anything like that, um, or as having raised Dewa. You just see, um, you see when Dewa was brought on as their second in engineering, but there's no other mention of their relationship. So when you cross-reference those two, it seems like there's something missing from Riex rather than Dewa's. I download um, that information as well as um, uh, Omex information into a pad. Uh, and I take that and stash it as well as um, a couple mechlets on me. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, at that moment, you get an alert from Dua. Will you walk with me to the dining area? Yes. I believe we should take a have a conversation on our way. Of course, if you like. So the two of you meet, yep, the two of you meet up in the hallways of the IKS Borku near your quarters and you start your walk. Did you find your visit back to Onosh um, satisfying? I I did. I learned many a great thing. It was an honor to be part of a great house again, or a house to be great one day. My own house was taken before its time, a dishonor by some patach who I've yet to find out. 
and yours? My house is of little consequence. Now that I have found this crew and this ship, I finally feel as though I have something, something worth representing. I feel that way as well. You know the ship very well, do you not, Dewar? I make it my business to know the ship well. If I don't know it well, then I'm afraid we are all in very big trouble. In that case, I have a question for you. Where's Shoot. a room? What is the closest room that, let's just say, is off sensor range unless specifically listened to? It's an interesting question. And I shall let you pick because I want you to be able to make this decision yourself. Should I be concerned, Lieutenant? I should ask you the same thing. But I'm a man of did honor. We, did we start and a I new wish... game when I wasn't, was, I feel I'm a little bit caught off. There is the a... Honor, the, the question I give you is for both your own safety and as a warrior of honor. I do not wish to make you vulnerable if that is not necessary. I believe that the commander prefers our interrogation chambers to be um, a little bit more secure than other places on the ship. What happens in there is on a need-to-know basis. Would you prefer I lead the way? Of course. I start heading there. Okay. Dua, do you follow? I cannot turn away from this one. Okay. So you both make your way down to the interrogation chambers. And uh, go ahead. Close and secure the door and make sure that none, no, the, like the video feed isn't running. Mm -hmm. At which point I take the pad and both my mechleth put them on the table. That is to show you that I am not intending to start anything. But if it comes down to it, this is your chance to face me forward and not behind my back. And as I gesture to the mechleth, and then I gesture to the pad, and this is for you to know what we are, we are to speak of before we speak of it. Dua picks up the pad, takes a look at it. Ask your questions. While you are not of Riek's house, you have told us that you are Riek's second because you were raised by Riek. 
And yet, Riek's record. Dying as an honorable warrior has not yet included you. Why is this? I came to Riek late in life. When I was um, in a time of needing to find a trade for myself. I was old enough to no longer be considered a child, but young enough to no long to not yet be of any real use. The one I have been raised by many. Uh, can I roll some sort of insight to see if they are trying to hide or omit something, or does it just feel like they're just being? This is just the situation. Yeah, you can definitely roll insight, command, and Dua, if you like to try to hide truths from Ra'amyan, then you, it can be opposed. Um, I do not think that they are going to attempt to uh, obfuscate. I think this is a, 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 a matter of asking the right questions more than in an attempt to omit anything. This is very much in Dua's like kind of second nature to sort of deflect questions. So. Would you still like to roll insight, Ra'amyan? I feel like Ra'amyan doesn't know what Dua's intention is right now, right? So to even know that I feel like needs a roll. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, go ahead and roll insight command. Difficulty will be two. The temperature uh, again, jumped focus in my room assessment. by like 10 degrees. <laughs> the heat is on. Heat what was that, Ram? What was that, Quincy? Again, with focus threat assessment. Sure, yeah. Ooh, three successes. Okay, bank that extra momentum. Yeah. So you, do, you you get the impression from Dua that it's not that you're, it's not that they're like lying or omitting anything. They're just very used to kind of deflecting indirect questions. Um, it's, it's obviously a defense mechanism. Yeah. And you recognize that that is a, a behavioral pattern of someone who has been doing this a long time. Dewa, I want to make them. I, I, I try to take a thing of like to make them feel safe, and that's partially what all the like blades on the table pad. Like, I'm not trying to ambush them. I'm not trying to like. I will fight first. It is a. If a fight happens, I want us to be on equal ground situation, because we're still Klingons, <laughs> um, and I go, I tell them. Um, On your honor as a warrior, on our honor as crew members and crewmates, on the ship's honor. Of what house are you, even if you say it is of no consequence? I must know.
You know what house I am of. But I am supposing you mean what house was I? Of your bloodline, yes, correct. It's um interesting to be raised knowing that you were tossed aside. I do not fit into the neat little boxes that Klingon houses like to place their children in. I have no inheritance, no power, no rank or place. And so it was easy to shuffle me into an offshoot of that house and forget about me. Perhaps they were trying to forget I existed. Perhaps they were trying to keep me safe. I will never know. But the betrayals of my house made me more than a thing to be discarded. It made me something to be destroyed. Though I do not look it and I took great pains to do so. My house is not beloved. Indeed, it is um, one of the most dishonored. And so I run from it, if only to prove that not everyone from that ilk is as corrupt, as vile, as dishonorable talks that have made their name from it. I take no pleasure in claiming the name. Do you insist I say it? I must know, but that's why we do so in the privacy of this room. And what happens once I tell you? Things you have said, your perspective of this house, and your service aboard this ship speak much more than a bloodline does. But I can only reveal to you the consequences once I know for sure. I never met my father. I only ever saw his face. Once in a photo. My aunts I have little knowledge of. My brother as well. The Duras family is one of unspeakable shame. I nod, 
I say. As I say, Dawa. You understand as well as I do the dishonor of that house. But I've seen you fight along us as warriors. I've seen the way you take care of the ship and its crew. I see the way you act with honor with the senior staff. You appear to be an honorable warrior. But do you understand what would happen if anyone in Klingon High Command, in the High Council, the captain, the crew, especially the crew that does not serve under you or serve with you, there are hungry becks all about, eager to make a name for themselves if they were to discover someone who is hiding their heritage of such a dishonored house. I have spent much of my life believing that I am defined by my choices, not my blood. That is how I choose to live. And I, while I do I, understand, so go on. You go. Well, I do understand that the houses and the politics of the Klingon Empire do rule the society in which we live. And it is the society in which warriors must serve. I do believe that each warrior must demonstrate that service through their actions and through the company they keep. You have chosen to keep this company instead of keeping the company of a dishonored house, a house that though dishonored does have its spies all about, does still manipulate and work to regain their status. And I must let you know that because of our experience together, I shall not reveal your secret, but I was informed by others interested in the Borku and its service to the House of Quebec, that they know you are on board. If Even if they do not know, it is you. Sooner or later, I believe you will have to face this publicly. I shall not be the one to reveal it. Do not make that a mistake of mine. Do you know what happened? the last time the Duras house crossed the Klingon Empire. I was placed on a boat and sent to my death. Believe me when I say, I have no desire whatsoever to be associated with that name or claim any of the titles that I might inherit. I am Dua of the House Quebec of the IKS Borku, and I serve the ship and its crew. 
I'm Ramyan, son of Dash, of House Kivik. I shall serve the ship and its crew. I will not be the one, but you must know this storm is oncoming. And whether or not you choose to take those names and you choose to live through that bloodline, that is a choice I respect, but it may not be a choice everyone else does. If you trust us and you trust the crew, we can only save you if everyone of us know. Not the entire ship's staff, not every beck and cook. But when it comes time to stand for your loyalty and for us to come to your defense, should it happen, you must be able to trust us and trust that we will trust you. Honor, too often by the Klingon standards, on individual. It is about what a warrior conquers, when a warrior is victorious, or when a warrior dies. I do not believe this. I believe the honor of my compatriots is my honor, and I defend theirs as my own. Klingons do not die as individual warriors. We die as a group of warriors. We do not die as individual ships. We do not die as a crew, part of a fleet, part of the empire, part of our houses. If you trust us and you wish us to trust you, you must tell the crew. You must tell the senior staff. I shall not do this for you as a respect and as a mark of honor. I understand. You have my trust, but I cannot guarantee the entire senior staff will protect you until you have earned theirs. I know you are right. I slowly um, pick up the pad and I uh, delete it in front of them. Like, it clear it in front of them. And I put my mechleth away. I thank you. I will consider your words. But I know you are correct. Now that it is known, I cannot hide it. Especially not from our commander. Or from... I will tell them. But I... When you are ready. And I unlock the door. Boop. I suppose we should go and have some of that brandy now. Yes. I hear it is made of a type of grape, I believe. And what I wave to the door. Soft fruit grapes are. Okay, so you head down to the cafeteria. Okay. Cutting to the cafeteria doors, sliding open. You see Kotar sitting at a table with this bottle of brandy. Greetings, fellow Team Orange. 
Have you ever actually had an orange? Apparently, our um, who let the togs in? Who let the togs out? <laughs> I was going to say a tog companion <laughs> does not enjoy oranges and has objections. They are a good targ, but a very opinionated one. Kotar runs off to uh, tend to this targ that just starts barking for no reason, leaving uh, the bottle of brandy and um, several cups in front of him. And then Kotar comes back from tending to Dua, the targ. Dua will pour out a couple of glasses of, of brandy, noticing that there's one more than the, the three of us. Uh, is anyone else joining us? Yes, that fool, Rami, I'm sure. Uh, oh man, excuse me. Oh, yeah, it was a mistake. You know, uh, you both can't fight, so I mistake you sometimes. Omek is coming at some point. <laughs> as he's, I believe as he's... that it was the Amyon who won the match for us using his very clever ingenuity. And is, I, I... is the person that kills the board the one that threw the spear or the spear itself? Perhaps. Neither the warrior nor the weapon can act without the other. Feel as though we are splitting hairs. Ah, Omek. You didn't see me. You know why? Because I crept up behind Kotar and I smacked him in the back of his head with such authority. And I said, good game, Team Orange. Good game. Oh, is that what that was? A smack? I thought a mosquito <laughs> bit me. <laughs> Mosquito no, bites drink. are nothing to laugh at. Those are insidious wounds that the mosquito can inflict. Yes, I may be tiny, but I'm mighty. <laughs> strange, strange Klingon. I noticed the commander had do not disturb, so I suppose we should let them be. Yes, I... Uh... I don't know what that is all about, but I do not believe that it is ever a good idea to disturb the commander when she is busy. Probably just spending time with her shrimp. She loves it so. Sure. Spending time with her shrimp. Okay. Or her cats. <laughs> Anywho, how's everyone doing? Well, well so we have a victory to celebrate. We well, do. three of us do. <laughs> hey, 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 now. I believe that loser buys. Of course, of course, I got you. Um, let me see. You guys got any extra Darsic laying around? My bad, I, I, I left it in my quarters, sorry. Can I, uh, that Darsic is money. We are on our own really? ship. I'm very oh, sure we don't actually have to pay for our food. <laughs> What a crazy excuse. Oh, we do? Then let me go to the replicator. Goodbye. I'll be right back. That guy, he's a weird one. <laughs> what is an orange, I, anyway? Uh, it is apparently a piece of... It is an it is orange. Uh, it has a thin skin. Inside are segmented pieces of tart, yet sweet fruit. Uh, they are pulpy. Doesn't sound great. They have an interesting mouthfeel. Hmm. I scroll through um, a pad, uh, the pad I brought, which still has access to like normal stuff, and he goes, apparently there is one that 
When you squeeze it, blood comes out. They call this one a blood orange. Oh, we must. We, we must. One. We must. I would like that one. A blood more. orange. This one looks much more appetizing. I hope it tastes of blood as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, certainly does. I'm going to storm in there with my bathrobe on, like distressed because I was interrupted in the middle of something, and say, all oh. of my senior officers in one place, are you planning a mutiny? Because if you are, let me be the first to stab you. Are you planning a mutiny? Why are you meeting without me? I do have one question. If, hypothetically speaking, we were planning a mutiny, I do not think that we would then immediately say we are planning a mutiny to you when so easily asked. Subterfuge from you, Kotar? I didn't say that was what was happening. I'm simply saying if that situation were to exist, Logic persists that we would not tell you that. Dewa, are you planning a mutiny? I like being an engineer. I have no interest in being the commander of this ship. You do so adequately when you are not groveling on your knees. Commander, for the record, I was on Team Kale, your team. That's it. <laughs> and with that, um, uh, Itzaj, do you, you're in your robe. It sounds like you have a blade with you, but do you have a communicator or anything on you? Uh, no, I, I get a notification because I set up a lot of notifications in case certain situations arise. One mm -hmm. of them is if all of my senior officers meet without me there, that mm -hmm. is suspicion. So sure. I came busting out while I was in the middle of a very busy video recording uh, to come and see what was happening. Okay, so, so that's it. Okay, uh, so you don't have your communicator on you right now, um, but uh, Ra'amyan, <laughs> you get an alert that is to, you see that it is addressed to both you. Actually, sorry, you get an alert you get an alert. That's it. Sorry. I'm making this more complicated than it needs to be. It's a, you, when you look at your communicator, your pad, actually, you say, you see that you've gotten a confidential encrypted message from counselor Ra'al. Uh, I open it since it's only on the pad. <laughs> if it's all text, right? Mm hmm. Okay. So this message reads, You'll be getting orders of where to go exactly, but you can hear it from me. You'll be going to the planet Vorseth. I have a connection there and I want you to meet him. And he give, uh, she gives you the name of someone who is named Tereth. on Vorseth. Press on Vorseth. Um, he'll be waiting for you there. And was it just to just me confidentially, or that like, one? Is it yes, that message is just to you. It's uh, that uh, encrypted confidential message to you. And but from, the, but from the counselor from Raal. From Ra'al, yes, from the High Counselor who was the Megan Thee Stallion-esque Klingon. 
And body yaddy yaddy. Body yaddy yaddy. Um, so just you all have your uh, brandy together. And Adaj, whenever you do head back to your quarters, uh, your do not disturb has been on, um, but you do see a blinking light for a message. Uh, if I head back, I, <laughs> I'm i gonna pull my robe off one, one shoulder and, be, and like claim a message in anticipation that it's from Nivek. Okay, this, oh, it, well, it's a, a text message. So you open it up and are immediately disappointed. <laughs> um, the text is from General Ronar. This is also confidential and encrypted. Um, and it says, Ikeos Borku, Commander Edaj, your orders are to proceed to the planet Vorseth. You will observe the situation there and assess and assist the Klingons that are present. End message. Okay. I'm a little bit disappointed, I will say, but I receive a message and understand what's going on. Okay. And with that, we will end our session here. We had phaser tag. We had lots of uh, personal messages home. We had some brandy. We had some talk of insurrection. What a day. What a day. So folks, join us back here at Q Times um, at the next last Monday of the month, which will be August. We will be here continuing this Klingon tale and adventure. And thank you for joining us. I'm Lisa Pearl. This is Blood of the Void. See you next time.